Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend, Cody Frankel, and it is the first episode of the 2022-2023 regular season. The Rangers kick off on Tuesday night at home against Tampa. We just Let's saw the go. The NHL is underway. Cody, how excited are you? Although I know what you're going to say already because you won't be excited until the Yankees season ends. <laughs> no, I, I am very excited. Um, <laughs> it's, dude, it's hockey season, man. As yeah. soon as you start feeling the chill outside in New York City, you know hockey season mm-hmm. is here. Um, I'm very, very excited. Yes, I will be watching the Yankees, obviously. Tuesday night I'm going, so I won't be able to watch the opener. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to game one. I can't wait. And, and um, they're playing who? They're playing the Guardians. Oh, cool. I still, I'm still not used to that. Indians, <laughs> Guardians. It's the, yeah. the Guardian Indians, whatever, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. But um, yeah, so it's 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 going to be a good series. Um, super excited for the Rangers to get underway as well. Uh, I hope they bury the Lightning. They will, you know, be in my thoughts, and I will be checking the scoreboard quite often. Maybe even do a little double dip with MSG Go on my phone, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as as long as they're not overlaying with the Yankees, which I don't know if they will be, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch them as much as I can until, until then. And then I can't wait to start going to games, man. We got to, we got to lock up some games. Oh, we will. But I want to ask you, I feel like we maybe have talked about this before, but not playoff style. Mm-hmm. How would you compare a playoff baseball game to a playoff hockey game? Cause I feel like when it comes to all four major sports, a lot of people don't like watching regular season hockey. And a lot of people also don't like watching regular season baseball. But at the same uh-huh. time, both playoffs are insanely yeah, electric. Insane. So like, yeah, they're insane. Um, it, would it, you it's compare? Different. It can I compare? Would you compare them or? or I would. Not really? I would. I would compare them. I will give the slight edge to hockey. Um, mm-hmm. There's just you know I I get chills like with the whole intros and you know everything like that. Um, that being said, like baseball playoffs. I mean, dude, you're standing. It's the same thing as hockey. You're standing the entire game, like the entire game, nine innings, just deafening roars especially outside it's it's crazy it's an electric time um you know baseball definitely does tend to get boring during stretches i think like those last two weeks in september leading into that first week of october is when it gets really exciting because that's when the playoff races are like really really underway Mm -hmm. and then leading into playoffs i mean i mean you've seen what's been going on in these playoffs. Like the Mariners came back from down eight. I actually watched that. I watched that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. So it's like, you know, these are, these are the type of things that it's just like the blue Jays got absolutely stunned. So Mm -hmm. um, definitely very, very exciting. That being said, I I am loyal to my boys and I I do think hockey is for sure, um, you know, slightly more exciting when it comes to playoffs not to slight baseball, but there's just nothing like it. I mean, for me at least, like going into the garden, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, not that I don't get chills from from Yankee playoff games, probably literally from being outside, but um <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean just the you know, the 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 entrances and just everything in, in playoff hockey, there's just nothing like it. 
I should also say that we're recording before the Mets game, so we don't know if the Mets won and advanced or not. But yeah, I have, I have a follow up too. I was thinking about this also the other day. Like, I don't know. If I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you here. What? And I want to ask. I want to turn the. It's another baseball follow up, actually. Uh, no, yeah. no. I'm asking you a baseball follow up okay. as a Mets fan. Okay, and Mets I, I want to kind of turn the tables Oops. a little bit. Yeah, sure. How do you feel as a Mets <laughs> fan, knowing, seeing how Scherzer pitched in Game One? Um, for what you pay him. And I ask you this because I deal with this with Garrett Cole, where he get, for example, last year's wild card, he got blown up and we're paying this guy oodles of money. So how do you as a Mets fan feel um, like seeing that? Does that deter you a little bit like going down the stretch if the Mets do advance? Um, or do you just like feel confident and you're just like shake it off, go to the next one? Uh, or do you want to like, you know, I, I, I'm just curious. I'm like, how you feel about that whole situation. So I'm being put in the hot seat here because I am a fake Mets fan, as, as most people yes. know. And I actually didn't watch a second of the first game on Friday. So yeah. I don't really know how Scherzer did, that's, but that's pathetic, bro. Even I watched that I, game. I also don't know his contract. Um, so that might be even be it's, more pathetic. It's three years. I believe it's three years and he's getting like, maybe $40 million a year or something crazy, Jeez. like three one twenty or something like that. It's yeah. so, it's something in that realm that he's getting like mm -hmm. an insane amount of money um, for the years he's under contract. That being said, Max Scherzer is for sure Dog. the last 10 years, one of the best players and pitchers in major league baseball, but mm -hmm. paying a guy that much money, it's like the Russell Wilson effect, right? You can't pay a guy that much money. And then, in the specific game you are paying him to go out there and produce and, and, you know, kind of dominate, that's when they get shelled. And I deal with that with Garrett Cole, man. I, I'm still waiting for like, I'm hoping it's this playoffs coming up Tuesday, tomorrow, but um, you know, I, I still haven't seen it from Cole on my end either, where we're like paying this guy ample amounts of money and he just hasn't produced like he should. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have an, uh, an opinion on it. I mean, I guess I would say, like, you know, if we gave Igor a, a fucking crazy contract and, you know, uh -huh. he came out in a playoff series and shit the bed, like, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's is, – is a pitcher similar to a, a goalie in that sense, I feel like? Um, yeah. It's someone you I rely mean, upon hard, heavily, right? To, like, Sure, sure, yeah. Probably the, the most pitcher, important I mean, position in baseball. The Mets, the Mets lost the game not because of their bats, even though their bats didn't perform, they lost the game yeah. because Max Scherzer let up seven runs. So yes, like yeah. it's, it's equivalent. Whereas like if your pitcher gets absolutely rocked, it's incredibly mm -hmm. hard to come back from that. Obviously once in a while you do have something like that where you can like the Mariners did. Right. But that's something mm -hmm. you kind of look at as like a miracle run right there. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think that's, uh, that's all I got really for baseball. Okay. I, the I only other thing, the only thing. other thing is, uh, New York football is fucking back, yes. baby. Yeah, that was that was sick. I actually like forgot the Giants were playing this morning, and mm -hmm. I just tuned in for the fourth quarter, and it was fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I watched at the, I was watching at the gym, and and they they were getting dominated early, and I was like, oh mm -hmm. shit, this is not going to be good. And then the boys came through. Saquon is just unreal. He's mm -hmm. he's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then the Jets got a young stud too, yeah. Reese Hall, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's a shame he had like two crazy catches and just got taken down to the one yard line, dude. And and they just gave it to Carter both times to poach it. I was yeah. like, and you know what makes me more mad? I my buddy's a um, a Bears fan and was like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. Khalil Herbert's like he's the next you know the Bears guy, whatever. So I benched Michael Carter this week for Khalil Herbert, and then Michael Carter mm -hmm. obviously vultured those two touchdowns. 
and had like, I don't know, 15 points or whatever. And Khalil Herbert had one point for me in fantasy and now I'm going to lose. So fuck you, Khalil yeah. Herbert. Yeah, um, that, all right. That sucks. Well, so I want to say some personal news too, because I know Cody shits on me all the time because I lived with my parents for the last like two years, but I'm finally <laughs> out of, out of mommy and daddy's and I'm, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Williamsburg. Never been so proud. It's awesome. I think, dude, I think you would love it here too. I, I feel like, should, I don't know should, if I been, just, should I just I leave my wife and move in? Yeah. I don't know if you've been okay. to Williamsburg. I feel like it's, it's like very your vibe. Um, yeah, no, I like Williamsburg. It's a good time. I, I feel like the two spots in Brooklyn that I have a good time at are Williamsburg and Dumbo. So, so there's one thing that's missing though. I feel like that I haven't seen yet. I haven't found a sports bar, so I want your help. Mm-hmm. I want to try or, or anyone listening. That's like, you know, in the area, I want to find a place where I can watch Ranger games, like with some fans yeah. around here. So yeah. we're on the hunt for a Rangers bar in Williamsburg. If anyone knows or has any recommendations, that's the one thing I haven't found. It's like a cool sports bar. But aside from that, I also, I mean, I won't be at opening night. Cody's going to be at the Yankee game also. Um, so I don't know when the first Ranger game I'm going to go to this year is yet, but hopefully Same. soon. We should, we should get tickets yeah. together. Yeah. I actually, do you want to go to the Avalanche game? I think it's like the end of the month. It's on a Tuesday, the 25th. Well, can you get your buddy to hook us up with some tickets? No, I, w- I will not ask him for tickets. That's not. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Um, Dude, but either way, I, was, do you want to I don't know. I don't stuff? know who you. Well, sure, but I was talking about Georgiev. I don't know who you were talking about. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's your boy. I thought you love Georgiev. You wanted to start him <laughs> in the playoffs last year. Uh, yeah, but he's still in the sun. Let's talk some updates. Goche on waivers. Tenori on waivers. Jimmy Vesey signed a one-year deal. Whoa, whoa, do, whoa, whoa. You're going way too fast. We do have a fast. fan question about all these guys, but do you want to talk about it first? Because I feel like this has kind of been a little overdue with Gautier and Tenorti. Yeah. Um, dude, Gautier, long overdue. Just the man who couldn't finish, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> speaking of that, should I ask the fan question? Because it's pretty funny. Yeah, do it. Okay, I actually, I have to read the whole thing, but the question we have is is right here. Uh, do you have any theories on why Julian Gauthier seemingly can't score goals? Any thoughts on what he could try differently? But I want to read the whole message because it was DM to me and it's really fucking funny. So this is from like BLVK dog RVA 333. I think he's from Virginia. He's a big Zach Jones fan, but he wrote in, I have a bunch of questions, but here's one. First off, I'm not going to say I'm not a Julian Gauthier sympathizer, but he seems like a good guy with some skills and size. His inability to finish scoring chances is Stifling and hard to understand. As a player, do you have any theories on why he seemingly can't score and any thoughts on what he can do differently? Feel free to chime in. Thanks, boys. Love the show. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I've been making the joke for like the last like two years that Gauthier leads the league in almost goals. Like He always finds yeah. himself in a good position I mean, to score, a but he can never do it. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it is a fact. But like, there's no denying that he's a good player. Like, He has a ton of skill. We've seen him drive the net. He's big. He's strong. He has a good shot. I think right now it just might be confidence, right? Like when you don't see the puck on the net, it's hard to get confident. And all you need sometimes well, is just heard, like, what? I was going to say, I also heard it's because he doesn't like ice cream. And if you don't like ice cream, you can't score goals. You it's heard just that? a known fact in the NHL. Yeah. I never heard that. Where'd you hear that? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. I mean, Julian Gauthier, Mr. Non-liking ice cream, put that out there, <laughs> print it. Um, yeah. That's the reason <laughs> you, you like that scoop. Uh, no, but uh, in, in, all, in all seriousness, What'd you say? Is that a pun? You said you like that scoop. Is that a pun? Okay. Let's make sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But in all seriousness, I I mean, listen, some, some guys are just, you know, they don't have the, the technique. They don't have the craftsmanship. They don't have the, you know, that ability to finish. Um, 
Julian Gauthier is kind of the almost Carl Hagelin, right? Like Carl Hagelin was that super fast guy, but mm-hmm. he knew he figured out how to finish and score goals. And that's what he was kind of known for on his time on the Rangers. He would get on a breakaway every single game, generate a chance, but more often than not, he would finish that goal. Julian Gauthier just can't do it. Um, why? I don't know. Honestly, like you can answer that better than me, Johnny, yeah. but it, from, from my eyes watching him, it, it seems almost as if it's a mental thing. Like it seems yeah. it's almost, he gets in his own head and like, as he's doing it, he remi- he just reminds me of Ricky Mendoza from the mighty ducks, right? He's so fast. Luis, Luis Mendoza. Luis, Luis Mendoza. Mendoza. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's so fast and he just goes and then just misses it. And, but Luis mm. Mendoza actually scored goals. So I guess maybe not. Yeah. But. I stopped. Put it in Luis. That's yeah. like my point of lines. Um, but no, I, I could speak to this a little bit myself because my senior year of college, I scored a goal in our first game of the year. And then I didn't score again until like February, which was like probably 30 games in. So when, when you go that many games without scoring, you kind of just like overthink whenever you have a scoring chance. I, I know that's maybe just for me personally, but whenever I got the puck in the slot, you know, typically when I was feeling more confident, I wouldn't think I'd just shoot. But, you know, as my confidence, you know, kind of decreased a little bit, I, I was always just thinking about more where I was putting the puck as opposed to just letting it rip right so i think i i could easily see julian gochet going to another team and scoring goals like it, right now it just right. might be he knows the narrative around him and he might not just feel confident in himself so you know he is a good player he has the ability i think maybe he just needs a you know change of scenery or something a fresh start somewhere because you know i i feel like it might be similar to you know cody i'll, I'll bring a, a baseball reference in here but the joey gallo effect right like yankee fans uh-huh. kind of shit on him he couldn't really do much and then he goes to la and you know, this guy hits home runs nonstop now, I feel like, right? So it could be like a similar yeah. situation there. Yeah, it's not it's not a uh it's not a bad analogy. I mean, again, I, I don't think anybody will really know outside of mm-hmm. Gautier himself. Yeah. But from my end as a spectator in the sport, it looks like it's simply just a mental thing that he can't finish because I'm sure the guy practices shooting goals. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm sure on his own time or even in practice in general, he goes on a breakaway and, and shoots goals. And I'm sure it's fine, but in games... <laughs> you sound like you're foreign. <laughs> he shoots goals. You sound like a Russian guy or something. Um, shoot goal. Yeah, but no. In, in, yeah, exactly. You know, da, da, no. Um, but in, in games, he just seemingly cannot figure out a way to do that. And I, I think it's fair that the Rangers waived him. I mean, they, they waited long enough on this guy. Uh, they had him for, what, three years? And, you know, he just never got longer. there. Yeah, maybe longer. Think, so... Yeah. Um, what, what was, what trade was he a part of the Shea deal? No, the, I think uh, it came from Carolina with, uh, Foxy. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty you, sure he came from Carolina. Do, do you really? Yeah. No, Google I it. know he came from Gar- Carolina. I just don't think it's the Fox deal. I think he was with the, I think, was it not? I, I mean, you might be right. I thought no, it was I'm just, probably, uh, I'm probably wrong, but I'm curious. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. I remember what yeah. it was. It was for Joey Keene. It was for Joey Keene. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was a minor. Remember, it was an AHL trade during the trade deadline because they were both well, AHL. Clearly, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Anyways, next question. Okay, so this is from Drew Snipes. Who would you rather have in the lineup consistently, VZ, Reuse, or Carpenter? And this is, I feel like this is kind of a no-brainer. Is it a no-brainer? No. I was going to say Carpenter, but I don't. I know. I was going to say VZ. <laughs> well, I mean. Here's the thing. Car- yeah, Carpenter's, first, first. Carpenter's a center, so mm-hmm. that's more valuable, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, Carpenter's, didn't they, like, I mean, he played on a good team in the Flames, and 
was a and pretty Vegas consistent too. player for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And was a pretty consistent player for them. You know, the guy knows how to win. I mean, did he have like the greatest preseason of all time? No, probably not. And VZ had a better one. Um, but that being said, I, I don't think it's really a competition between Carpenter and VZ. I think like they're both going to, yeah, I think they're both going to play. They play two different positions. Um, they might end up being line mates. Uh, but I, I'm curious as to why you think VZ over Carpenter. I just think V and I, I know there's like a, uh, you know, this might be a cliche thing, but I think VZ is more interchangeable in the lineup. Like he could play with Mika and Kreider or he could sure. play that fourth okay. line, you know? Okay. So yeah, I, I think he just fits like any role. Whereas Carpenter might be limited a little bit. Um, yeah. And then dude, there's a lot of fans that are like going to be on Revo this year. You know, a, yeah. a lot of people don't want to see him in the lineup, which to me, I understand. But like at the same time, I think we kind of saw how important he was last year. Just not, not only, you know, on the ice and, and people might say, yeah, I get it. He's a good locker room guy, whatever, but that's important. That matters. Like it, it really does. So, yeah. you know, I, I do think having Revo out there, is important. Like, I, I also think he is effective. Like he made some really good plays last year. I know he didn't have a great playoff, but throughout right. the regular season, I thought he was pretty solid. Well, on top of that, he's also just such a big team guy, right? You yeah. see the way he energizes the team and lifts people up. I think just having him around is going to be big. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's rewind it a little bit to when we talked to Nate Thompson, how he said like, you know, I'm just that team guy. I could bring the energy. I know what I am. And it doesn't matter if I'm like, you know, seventh, um, uh, seventh forward, uh, seventh defenseman or anything like that. So I look at Revo and I think kind of similar with probably a little bit more upside because you know he's going to lay the hits and, mm-hmm. you know, change the tempo and the pace and stuff like that. So I don't think we necessarily need to have Reeves in the lineup to have him be a successful Ranger for what he can do for the young guys and stuff like that. Um, that being said, yeah, I could see him getting in the lineup every, you know, one, once a week or something like that to kind of change up the tempo. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Carpenter or VC or Hunt or whoever they go with on this fourth line, like, yeah. And Gigi loves Reeves. So, you know, if one of these guys on the fourth line is kind of slacking a bit, like he, he won't be afraid to throw him in once a week or something like that if he needs to change the tempo. And I think that's totally fine at this point in his career. He is who he is. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. And, and like you said, to your point, Gigi coached Reeves and Carpenter in Vegas, so they have that mm-hmm. connection as well. So we might see those two together a lot this year, which we probably will, um, you know, on that fourth line. But a uh, great question by Drew. So thank you for saying that. in. we got another good one from Sammy Hockey 36. He's a recurring question asker. asker. Long time. Sammy says, uh, what's up? I said long time caller, long time listener. No, isn't it? Long time caller, first no, time. It's, no, it's first time caller, long time like, listener, but it, it was. Oh, zero. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. Uh, opinion on the global series starting the season early while preseason is still going on. Yeah, it's it, funny enough. I like texted Johnny and I was like, there's a hockey game today. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't even really I, like I knew they were playing in Prague. I just didn't know it was going to be when preseason happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any issue with it. It's like kind of cool to you know, get that little taste of hockey early, especially in um, multiple games with the same teams and like a different country and stuff like that. And listen, they're trying to build out hockey globally a little bit more um, as well as build the base in the U S so I'm fine with it. I don't, I don't have like a crazy opinion, but uh, other than like next year, let's, let's make that the Rangers. Well, I I think the the Rangers did it a a couple, I want to say like a decade ago, maybe they were in, Czech, because Yager, when Yager was in the Rangers, I'm pretty sure that's what started it. 
They wanted Yager to go that play was in Prague. 20 years ago. No, that's that's back in like 2005. 2008. Uh, wasn't Yager 05, 06? Well, yeah, he was. that's when he first came. Or I think he came maybe 03, 04. Yeah, um, yeah. But I know they did it back in like 08 or 09 mm. with Yager because that, that, okay. that was like a cool story behind it. Um, I knew about this just because I watched the NHL Network like every night in the summer. Um, I just always watch NHL Network for whatever. I'm just a hockey loser. But yeah, I, I know a lot of people didn't know this was happening. Um, but like you said, I, I, you know, I do think it is weird to have it while there's still preseason hockey going on. Like, you know, maybe if they did it Monday, Tuesday as, mm-hmm. and started the season Wednesday, you know, as opposed to Thursday, like Friday, Saturday, and then, you know, the, the games aren't played till the following Tuesday. Um, that could have been better maybe, but yeah, you know, it's also tough to like do it and have the, them travel for the full week. Like they played, they played preseason games against like SC burn, which is like Roman Yossi's old team in right. Switzerland, yeah. which was cool. So there is a lot of cool stuff to it. Um, you know, Thomas hurdles or Tomas hurdles scored a goal, you know, in Prague where he's from, which was awesome. Um, so th- there's a lot of cool stories that, that happened throughout that, but yeah, I think the timing could be a little bit better during, like, as opposed to during the preseason games. Um, yeah, but overall I think it's a great thing for, for the NHL and I know people didn't know about it. So maybe just promote it better myself included. Um, yeah. And that, well, you're Yankee mode right now, so it's fair. Understandable. True. Um, True. this one is a good one. I feel like I've talked about this a lot, so I want to hand it off to Cody first. Jonathan Fry, 99. What's your unpopular Rangers slash NHL prediction for this season? So we can we can give a Rangers one and an NHL one if that works. Okay. Um, my Rangers one that I had already said was like, I don't think Kako will pan out, but I, I'm looking like um <laughs> uh, Kako, I mean, and I'm looking like an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. because he is crushing it right now. Uh, <laughs> he he's looked really, really good the last three or four preseason games. Um, so another unpopular opinion that I will go with is, and this might be very unpopular, but I think Fox is going to have a slightly worse year this year. Mm. Okay. Why is that? Um, you know, obviously last year he didn't have the Norris caliber year. He had the year prior. Um, that being said, he still had a fantastic yeah. year last year. And I just think you think the money, you the, think the money, contract, the pressure of the contract. I, I think, I think there's going to be some, yeah, I think that will be some factor to it. Listen, I'm not saying he's going to have a bad year, but I, I think to expect a guy like that to have, you know, 75 points again or 70 points, whatever he had, I just think it's, um, an unreasonable ask. And I, I think we might see something more like, uh, you know, a 50 point season, uh, something really? like 50. that 50 60 yeah wow that's yeah. a big drop off yeah um but that being said it, it might just be because maybe he spreads the wealth a little more and you know schneider takes that step keandre takes that step i still think he's an incredible player um mm-hmm. and i hope he proves me wrong and wins the norris again so mm-hmm. i know uh that's a good one i know i said mine is and you shit on me way too much so i don't even want to talk about it again but the Rangers losing in the first round of the playoffs, that's my unpopular opinion going into this Rangers year. Rangers by a million, Stanley Cup yep. champions, 2020. <laughs> well, you didn't give an NHL prediction. You didn't give an overall. Okay. Um, my NHL prediction mm-hmm. is, oh, it has to be unpopular, right? Yeah. Because I was going to say Igor back-to-back Veznas. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Unpopular opinion, Tampa, uh, Toronto loses in the first round again. So I think, I think if Toronto wins a playoff round they're winning yeah, the you're, cup. they're gonna win the cup you said the same thing last year oh i did 
yeah, you said the same thing to me this past year. Well, and I, I think like, it's I don't like, know. This is the year. This is the year they're going to get over the hump. And when they do, nobody's stopping them. Nobody's I, I, stopping them. No, but I think it's the same thing as as the Capitals' second round demons, right? They couldn't get past Pittsburgh. They couldn't get past the second round. And once they did, once they got that off their back, they were able to do it. So I think, I think I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I think when it finally does happen, where the Leafs win a first round series, I think they're going to win the Cup that year. The year is twenty seventy four. That's Toronto. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm proud of you. Proud of yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. That was a good one. Uh, I'll go with my. So I, I guess I'll give a player too. Um, I think there people are saying there's some concern about Igor in the preseason. Apparently, he, has, he hasn't looked incredible like he did all year last year. Maybe Igor doesn't have, you know, nearly as good of a year. And if, and if Igor doesn't have a good year, like, who knows, man? Like, it, they could miss out on the playoffs if Igor doesn't play well. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's this is all, this is all like, you know, sure. it, it's hypothetical, but sure. But, but, you know, I mean, I'm not worried about Igor not playing well. Um, that being said, me either to be clear. Sure. One thing I would like to see more from the Rangers this year is I want to see them be that team that doesn't need to rely on Igor so heavily that if he goes down, like your season's in shambles, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like last year, I think for the majority of the season, you were like, this dude is actually playing out of his mind. And like, yeah, you know, Kreider's having an incredible year, Fox, Mika, um, and, and guys at Panarin and guys like that. But, um, you could evidently tell that without Igor, the Rangers were in deep shit last year. And I would mm-hmm. really like to see uh, that terms of growth from all the kids, um, even some of the vets where they don't have to rely so heavily on Igor and they're more buttoned up on defense. They're, uh, you know, passing, uh, passing and cycling the puck more on offense, shooting more as a team and stuff like that. So. No, I, I agree. I'm going to say my, I guess I'll say my one concern also going into the year is the five and five scoring. Cause last year, this is pretty much this, almost the same roster that we had last year to start the year. Then we made those trade deadline additions, but the narrative going into the trade deadline last year was the lack of five and five scoring. And that was the Rangers biggest struggle. So this year, if they don't figure out five and five scoring as well, we're going to see a very similar result to what we saw prior to the deadline last year. Mm-hmm. So that's my one area of concern, but I'll say my, and this you're going to call me fucking crazy. I think for this, but when you really think about it, it could it could happen. My unpopular NHL prediction for this season is Evander Kane scoring 50 goals. Whoa. Yeah. I'm, what's the most he's had in his career? I, I feel like he's put up 30. I'm, I'm going to Google it right now. But there's a good – he's either playing with McDavid or with Dreisaitl. So he had 22 goals last year in like a little over 40 games. So I think he can get to it. I but mean, he, also, he also put that San Jose stuff to rest. Like that's done and over with. Let me see his stats right here. So – the most goals he scored in a season. He put up 30 in 2011, 2012, 30 again in 2018, 19. And the last three seasons, he's had 26, 22, and 22. I but mean, those are like similar to Kreider. Kreider never scored more than 28 goals. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think it's definitely an unpopular opinion, but I, I think it could happen if he's playing with Dreisaitl or McDavid all year. Yeah, but you know what could also happen is is he kind of falls off a little bit because they're shooting the rock too much and – Scoring all the goals, so. Well, I mean, last, uh, let me go to his playoff stats from last year because last year the playoffs he lit it up. Last year in fifteen playoff games, last year he had thirteen goals, four assists, seventeen points. Thirteen goals in fifteen playoff games. That's fucking wild. That is wild. Yeah, no, he, yeah. I, I know he had a really good playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not a bad prediction per se, especially playing on that top line. McDavid and Drysidle don't even play together, so. No. 
Occasionally so, they're put together. Occasionally. Right. 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 So yeah, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I think he'll probably be more in line with like 30 goals, but 50 goals is wild. Mm-hmm. And so, then definitely interesting. This question to, I think this is going to wrap up the episode, right? We don't really have much to talk about, or do you want to do lines after? Uh, yeah, we could quickly do that and then do lines. So let's do this yeah. question and then we can hit lines. This is one of the best questions we've ever been asked. Sorkin Matthew, another recurring question asker. Wow. Would you rather have Fox or Panarin on those 2012 to 2015 Rangers? And I know your answer and you probably know my answer and I know they're not going to be the same. Correct. I'm going to say Panarin <laughs> and you're going to say Fox. And yep. the reason <laughs> I'm going to say Panarin is because the best scorer or, you know, playmaker we had on those teams was Rick Nash mm-hmm. and Rick Nash was a non-factor in the playoffs. Um, you know, you can allude to Panarin's past playoffs this past season, whatever. I mean, every other year he's been elite. So more likely than not, at least three in those four years, you're going to have a really good playoff scorer, um, a guy to generate offense, a guy to pass uh, and just be that playmaker to scoring goals, which we didn't see in those playoffs, which is pretty big reason why we lost to the Kings in 14. So um, I'm going to say that. And then also the aspect of like, we did have some good defensemen then. We had prime style. We had prime Girardi. Um, you know, we, when was Yandel on the team? Was that 17? 15, or was that 15. 15? That was so 15. yeah. So I mean, all right. So we had a year of Yandel. Like we did have some really good defensemen on that team. Did we have an Adam Fox? Of course not. Um, can you just create an Adam Fox? Of course not. But that being said, same goes with Panarin. And I think, so we didn't have a goal scorer. I know we obviously had St. Louis and, um, you know, aside from him, we, we, we had that one postseason. but like, I, I got to go with my guy, the bread here. Uh, I think he would just have been a big, big difference maker, uh, you know, for the teams back then. And it's not to take away from Fox, like I said, who also is an absolutely unbelievable player. So. I feel like there's no wrong answer here. For right? sure. Like, totally. Yeah. So it's so opinion. I'm going to counter and say Foxy because we did have a lot of offensive talent and there wasn't much offensive talent on the blue line, right? Like yeah. our, our our I think our power play quarterback at that time before Yandel was Michael Delzato. Like Fox is, <laughs> yeah. Fox is a much better defenseman than Delzato. And then it might have been Kevin Klein after him. You know, Klein right. is also a solid defenseman. And, and Stahl and Girardi were great too, but they weren't very offensive. So, you know, I, I think a lot of the – narrative behind those teams was that Henrik Lundqvist needed more help, you know, both defensively and offensively. And that's why I think Fox would be the answer for me because he provided both. Whereas Panarin, you know, is a playmaker and is an unbelievable player and you can't knock anything Panarin does, but I think Adam just brings it to both ends where, you know, the Rangers maybe might've needed that extra help defensively because, you know, we did see a lot of breakdowns happen in that 2014 King series. Like, yeah. you know, G- Girardi was playing on the top pair, I think with stall in that series as well. Like, you know, they were out there for the majority of the time. And I think it would have been more valuable for Lundqvist to have a better defenseman than mm. another forward, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. Uh, gonna we can to also we can also never agree because that's just sure. how we are. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is how we are. Um, I, listen, I, I think you hit the nail on the head that you can't go wrong with the answer. Uh, and frankly, the Rangers probably needed both back then. They yeah. probably needed both. Well, I mean, and, an MVP and candidate and an Oris Trophy. Who doesn't? So, uh, that, you know? so yeah, that's that's it. But let, yeah, let's go into the lines real quick. All right. So, what lines are you expecting to see come opening night? Is so, Sammy so Blay hurt? By the way, is he playing? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I know he got hurt yesterday. Um, or sorry, the last preseason game. But one thing I do want to say is I hope GG does not pull an Aaron Boone and switch up the lineup every single game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's infuriating. Like, choose your lineup opening day and and give it you know six, seven, eight games. If that doesn't work, like switch the chemistry and stuff like that. Uh, I'm gonna go. This is tough. I I just feel like they're gonna go the kid line game one. Um, but it's tough. I think I, I don't think Blay is playing. Yeah, I mean if Blay's not playing, not confirmed, not confirmed. But that's just my sure. But if Blay's not playing, like, are you going VC or Gaudreau on line one for opening day? Like, I can't see it. So that's the case. I'm gonna say Kreider, Zibanejad, Kako, line two, Panarin, Stromer, Strom. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, case <laughs> Yankee um, mode. Yankee mode. Yeah. Panarin, Tro, and Krabby. And then Lafreniere, Heedle. Oh, no. You VZ. said Kako on the first line. Yeah. 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 Lafreniere, Heedle, VZ. And then Goudreau, Carpenter, and whoever is left over. If you want to play Reeves, if you want to play yeah. Hunt, whatever. And then deep D pair is obviously the same. And then Jones with Schneider. Um, in terms of pairs, yeah, top four is obviously the same. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, Jones and Schneider, why not? Okay, so I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I have a feeling the kid line won't start the first game together. Yeah, I mean, if Blay is out, well. there's no way. Yeah, yeah. Blay is out, there's no so, way. But then again, I also don't, I don't know where I want to put VZ, but I'm going to agree yeah. with you on, on Mika, Kreider, and Kako. Okay. Um, because they've been together for most of the preseason. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Trocheck Panarin VZ. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean that's don't... dude. <laughs> Kravzov is gonna have a fucking conniption, bro. If I he know. is not in that top six, I'll tell but you. But I that. might I might put Kravzov and Kako spot on the kid line. I might do Lafreniere, Hedel, Kravzov. Yeah, I mean if he bitches about that, I mean send him to the moon. Well, I. I... <laughs> He also didn't also, have a good camp. Like no, he openly but, had a bad camp, yeah. but I said this to you many times. I think he's the type of player who needs game experience and plays mm. way better in games than he does in practice. And there's I some also guys think, like that. I think Molly also mentioned it too, and I think she wrote about it, just talking about how Kravtsov never really found himself in New York as a person mm. as well, right? So yeah. that kind of plays into your on-ice confidence too. Like sure. once he gets comfortable just like living here and being here and, and comfortable in his own skin, like I think we'll see yeah. that on the ice as well. Cause that's such yeah. an important thing that, you know, people forget, like this is a human being who came over from Russia. Like right. it's not the easiest place to fucking blend in and live. Right. So, right. you know, I think a lot of that has to do with Kako too. Like Kako's a young kid from Finland in New York city. Like, you know, these guys are just like, kind of learning the culture and learning the way of life. And yeah. they're also, you know, put this immense pressure on themselves to perform. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, for time's sake, Kravtsov, Lafreniere, Hedl, and then fourth line, you know, similar to your thing, Carpenter. I'll go Revo opening night just for the, you know, MSG energy. Revo okay. brings that energy. Not and a bad then, idea. Uh, Goudreau. Um, and then obviously, you know, Lingren Fox, Miller Truba, and Joan Schneider with Igor in net. So that's what I'm going to expect. So I know, I know, you know, once Vince and Molly and Colin and, and all these, you know, people tweet out the line chart, everyone's going to fucking freak out. But, yeah. uh, it's going to be like, it's going to be that. like line one is like Kreider, Zabanjag, Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> Could be, who knows? People are going to freak. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think 
it listen, it's going to be fun. Uh, this team's a good time. Obviously, the last couple preseason games, they didn't play that well. But you know what? It was like not your real lineup. So let's see what these guys got. Um, and I'm excited, and I, I can't wait. Like, hockey's back, man. Hockey's fucking back. So let's – Let's uh, take a deep breath and let's uh, start the cup tour now. Tuesday night, everything begins. Thank you guys as always for listening. Send in your questions for next week. We got another episode next week. And then we got a massive guest coming on in Big two guest. weeks. That Big we're about. Someone everyone loves. So yeah. So um, we'll end it there, but love yeah. you guys. Thank you. And let's go Rangers. Season LFGR, starting. LFGR baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.